This episode of NC Raw is brought to you by you, the listener. That's right. We made it. We achieved our Kickstarter goal because of you. 32 participants believed in the work that we're doing and donated to allow us to achieve our goal. And now we're going to be able to move forward with our vision for NC Raw. In this episode, we sit down and talk to Jermaine Brawley. He is the fiance of a former guest, Samantha Bradley. And he, he joined the show to come and talk to us about relationships and dating somebody in long-term recovery and what it was like to learn firsthand um, invest time in learning like what recovery is, what recovery looks, looks like, and how he could support her throughout her recovery process. So that being said, give it up for Jermaine Brawley and Samantha Bradley. Individual, living the miracle, standing divisible, connected to God and my physical essence of my spiritual presence is visible. Totally leaving you unaware of my mental subliminal. Used to be a criminal, living so minimal, but things have changed in my life. Is going through different intervals, finding that balance is significantly difficult. Timing is everything, so my timing is critical. Rhyming is literal, the unforgettable. That's why I stand before you impeccably, so presentable. I give respect to you, know that I am respectable. I've always wanted acceptance, is that acceptable? I am the rival, expected to be exceptional. And I'm a grown man, handle business like a professional. I am incredible, Leo conventional. And you stopping me from chasing my dreams is unprofessional. The opinions expressed in this podcast are the views of the NCR team and the individuals interviewed. We do not consider ourselves to be mental health professionals. Our mission is to explore the various pathways to recovery and to give a voice to those affected by or involved in the care of substance use disorders. Some content may be mature for younger audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up, NC Raw? Jermaine Brawley. That's, yep. that's how you say it, right? Yep, oh, exactly. Yeah. Welcome Brawley. to the show, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you accepting <laughs> the invite. Um, if you guys haven't tuned in or listened to anything that we've done, um, your fiance? Yep. Mm-hmm. Future wife. Future wife, <laughs> Samantha Bradley was a guest of our show, the fourth episode. She was our very first in-studio <laughs> guest, right? First guest. Telling you. And um, while we were having that conversation, she was like tooting your horn, dude. She was just like, <laughs> like literally just kept coming up. And I, I, I had meant to, um, I had meant to go back. I listened to it a few weeks ago. Do you remember when me and Courtney did 
an episode a few weeks ago yeah. where we just sat yeah. down and talked. Yeah, I heard, I watched that. Um, so I listened to all of our episode, past episodes to yeah. prepare for that show. Yeah. And uh, I listened to yours, and I wanted to go back this weekend. I just didn't have time because I wanted to get some sound bites to play them for you. Oh, yeah. Of her, of her talking <laughs> that about you. Great. Yeah, you can still um, go back. But um, in, that, in that conversation, one of the things that came up in private conversations and on air with you, Samantha, was that, like, we need to get Jermaine on. Yeah. To, to let him tell, like, his side of the story and what, um, what his perspective was. Because, like, she was really, like, um, going into detail about how you really, like, dedicated yourself and put a lot of time into, like, learning first yeah. mm-hmm. about, like, the, the disease of addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then learning, like, ways that you could support her through the process. Right. And it, like, she shared it was somewhat of a learning curve. Yeah, that's true. For everybody involved. Sure. Yeah. But you're here today. Yeah. <laughs> to share with us what it what it looked like from your perspective. So right. I appreciate you um, accepting the invitation to come on the show. Do you think yeah. he had a choice? Uh huh. I don't know. <laughs> no. Really. Uh-huh. No. I think that he has a great story to tell, and definitely has, is very insightful. And you're alumni, right? We're on, on oh, campus yeah. at WCU. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love Western. Yeah. Western, proud of the mountains. Yeah. Proud of the mountains, baby. <laughs> Marching band, that's my thing. Yeah. Heck yeah, he dude. He was good. He still is. What do you guys, uh, we met on Saturday, right? We went over we to Mad Batter, had lunch. Oh, yeah, friendly lunch. It was nice. It was. It was yeah. lunch. How was, uh, well, how was the rest of your weekend? What did you guys do? Yeah, um, right after lunch, we went to Asheville, um, what is it? Asheville uh, Museum of Science. Yeah, Asheville, Asheville Museum of Science. And um, it was fun. It was kind of a letdown <laughs> for what we thought we were going to get. Yeah, but, sure. Um, yeah, it was small. Liam had a blast. So for anybody that hasn't heard Samantha's story, who's Liam? Liam is, Liam is our son. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Three-year-old he's son. He's three. Yeah, he's fun. So loves he, dinosaurs, yeah, science, so that was like the perfect thing for him. Yeah, he, he enjoyed it. It just wasn't a lot. We also went to Toys R Us because we thought, you know, they're still having a discount. And no, Toys R Us is officially closed, and I had a little heartbreak. Like, that was my, (laughs) you know, our generation. Like, we, you know, Christmas special, you know, we would go to Toys R Us. But uh, he only got a little glimpse of it, so hopefully he he won't be too let down. But I was, like, (laughs) heartbroken. Oh, we, we, like, got him pumped up for it, too. We drove in the parking lot, and there were weeds, like, coming out of the parking lot. It's like, uh, Liam, I don't think they're here anymore. Mommy, where's my toys? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I know y'all had to stop somewhere else and buy oh, yeah. something. Oh, yeah. We went to Kmart. The Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> showed up and showed did out you, Did you make it to the lake? Y'all talked about maybe going to the lake. No, the rain started on Sunday at maybe like 1, so it wouldn't have gave us enough time to get there, enjoy ourselves, and then leave. Um, it's usually an all-day thing. But, yeah, we have a houseboat on Fonte. Yeah, what's the deal? Is that a family thing? Mm, yeah, it's a... Um, Some friends? No, it's my mom's. Yeah, okay. my, my family. I saw these pictures of you, you guys out there, like, fishing and stuff <laughs> yes. and swimming and all this. Yes. It's, a, it's my mom and my stepdad. We have a houseboat on Fontana, and that's what we do. I mean, that's what they do every weekend, and I get out there as much as I can because that that's where I grew up. I grew up there um, on the lake with my father and now my mother, so it's really nostalgic, and that's where we'll be getting married. So. Oh, yeah. that's where the wedding is? Yeah. Fontana. Oh, yeah. Village, so it's. 
Yeah. Yeah, I go out to the lake every once in a while, but I'm not really like a <laughs> big body of water <laughs> type of dude. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, so you're not the outdoorsman, man. Nah, not really. Mm-hmm. But I, but I go. I like the lake because we can just fish yeah. all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Right from so. the dot. Right from the houseboat. Right? Oh yeah. You don't have oh, to yeah. Yeah. Just drop the line, and I mean, we've caught fish several. I, I caught a tiny. Oh yeah. We're in a competition, but my stepdad always wins. I mean, I don't know. He's he's a pro, so he's got more experience. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, I had a pretty exciting weekend. I uh, yeah. I worked most of the weekend, and you know, I live at the very top of Cullowee Mountain. Yeah, got I was this like telling. picturesque view and mm-hmm. uh, very secluded. There's mm-hmm. not many houses up there. I've been there over four years. Um, we get our fair share of wildlife, a lot of deers, a lot of turkey, yeah, yeah, uh, things like that. And I got home from work Saturday night at about seven thirty, mm-hmm. and most of my assignments are due Sunday night at midnight. So I dedicated myself and committed to sitting down. I cranked up my discipline lever, <laughs> and I sat down on my Hard. computer, yeah, and I started doing my homework. Mm. And um, we don't have air conditioning in the house because mm-hmm. it's just, it's up there. You yeah, know? yeah. We don't nec- really need it. Yeah. So I always have like the front door open with like the storm door, screen door to yeah. let air in and out. And uh, sitting there for about 20 minutes, all of a sudden my dogs just start going ballistic, like barking like somebody <laughs> was, was, was at the door. Yeah. Right? But I didn't, I knew nobody was there. Because I didn't hear any cars drive up, right? Like, sure. there's no real neighbors that are yeah. coming over. Like, if someone was going to come, I would have heard the cars drive up. There, So I was just like, hey, guys, settle down, settle down. You know, I was just hollering. I was hollering at them, you know? They just kept going, kept going, kept going. So finally, I stand up. And I walk up to the door. And the biggest bear what? that I have ever seen in my entire life was without any concern for my dogs going ballistic is just casually <laughs> strutting across my wow. yard just like just strolling he had his nose down to the ground he was looking for like uh, insects and oh, yeah. berries mm-hmm. and stuff he was definitely like looking for food mm-hmm. he had his nose down but he was just like on all fours just like <laughs> just strolling along and i didn't Man. even like i didn't grab my phone i just got up to like get the dogs to settle yeah. down i didn't expect mm-hmm. i've never seen a bear there Right. I've seen traces of them. Yeah. Like in mm-hmm. the morning, overnight, but not during daylight hours. Yeah. When I tell you this thing was the biggest bear I've ever oh, seen, my like goodness. on all fours, him standing up was like almost a, above my chest, like almost to like oh my, my nipples. Goodness. Like it was, Shoot. it was huge. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Sure. It was just amazing. Mm. Uh, but it totally caught me off guard. Oh yeah. I was just like, I was so surprised. <laughs> Because uh, I had never seen one up there. So, yeah, that, like, uh, that, yes. and it was it was pretty cool because, like, you know, every time we do an episode and every time I get to create these intimate relationships with awesome folks like yourselves, like, I always kind of, like, reflect mm-hmm. the week after on, like, what did I learn mm-hmm. from this person and what did, what am I taking away and what, 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 what do they have that yeah. I could apply mm. to my recovery and myself? Mm-hmm. And so talking with Tommy last week about like refuge recovery oh, yeah. and his passion for the outdoors all week long, <laughs> I was like thinking about like, Steve, you live in like this most amazing yeah, area <laughs> of the world. Yeah. I was like, you need to slow down. You need to appreciate 
where you live. Yeah. You need to For appreciate real. what's in your backyard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to really like get away from all the, the distractions mm-hmm. and, and, and take a look around. Yeah. Right. And then boom, this monster bear, bear. strolling across my yard. <laughs> Hello. Like, yeah. Was, appreciate me. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a sign to like, yeah. you know, that I'm on the right track. Because yeah. I, I did exactly what I, when I saw the bear, I did exactly all those things. I was like, man, that is just so beautiful. Yeah, just see right. there. And it wasn't a little like cute little cub. No. I mean, it was a it was a big thing doing its thing. It was wow. it was yeah. awesome. So now are you afraid that it's going to be there through the night? Well, that was, yeah, a little bit. That was Saturday night. So then last night when I got home from work, it was like getting to be dusk. And I was very cautious when I walked the dog. (laughs) I I was looking around as I was walking the dog. We we Um, also live in the mountains, so I feel you. I'm I'm scared at night. (laughs) Snakes and bears. Run into the car. Yeah, yeah, I do run to the car, yes. Uh Mm -hmm. I feel you. Watching for snakes. I mean, we we live up there too. The other thing that uh, happened to me over the weekend, and more uh, realistically today, was um, you know I've been I listened to a lot of podcasts and like I finally like had the realization that I need to start a yoga practice. Yes, I saw that. Right. So I made a post in our little NC Raw um, allies. allies private group. If you're not a member. Please submit Subscribe. a request I mean, and jump in on there because we we continue the conversations from mm-hmm. these shows. I'll have to submit. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. yeah. And so last night I made a post like, hey, I need some yoga. We don't have a lot of options around here in mm-hmm. Jackson County. If you know one, hit, hit me up with it. Yes. But so I made a little post and one of my friends kind of steered me in the direction for a good YouTube channel. And I started that this morning. And so I did like 20 minute little YouTube yoga video mm-hmm. right in my living room. And then I walked right out home. right at home. And then I walked outside on my back porch and I sat and meditated for 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Right after the, the yoga. And like, it, it, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't want to say that it's like a, a honeymoon kind of feeling, but it was just like, yeah. it was awesome to feel. I just felt like so loosed and like mm-hmm. my shoulders are kind of like paying for it right now. I'm a little <laughs> sore. That's good. But I'm committed to doing it for, um, the next two weeks every morning yeah oh and then kind of like reassess and maybe try to like some different try to like sh- some stretch goals on some more difficult yeah. uh poses and stretches and stuff like that but uh so, after one day i can see the value for sure i'm jealous like yeah. i want to do that yeah well you were the first one to comment we're like hey, i'm following, following this yeah because yeah. yeah. we've been talking about it just something and we yeah we just last night yeah, too yeah he goes to the gym i also go to the gym but i've kind of stop doing that as much as i should so that'd be another way to get back in the Mm -hmm. physical and mental you know space that i want to be in so i'm jealous but that's great steve jermaine you have some interest in meditation i was just told yeah yeah i do um i mean just being able to relax and not think about anything we're definitely going to give it a shot and see how it goes too yeah in the mornings right yeah yeah if you guys can make it, man, y'all should definitely check out some refuge recovery. Yeah. Sunday nights. Wednesday. Seven o'clock, Wednesday over here. We got a bunch of different things going on. And once the semester starts at SCC in the fall, we have like two meditation groups throughout the week. Yeah. Um, mm. Over there too. So there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The stuff saved my life, bro. I told mm-hmm. you on Saturday yeah. I think yeah. a little bit, man. I don't believe you. I mean meditation. That's lit. a huge part of it. Yeah, it, that is my recovery right. before yeah. this. Sure. It was it was my recovery. So Wow, that's awesome, man. Yeah. We got a few uh, recovery anniversaries to some folks that we want to recognize and celebrate with you guys. 
Um, some of our followers are doing an amazing job, and we want to just give you a quick on-air shout-out. Uh, the first is my dude, Travis Sizemore of Silva. He just celebrated one year. Um, so awesome job, Travis. Keep up the good work. I think we had talked a little bit earlier about getting together, maybe getting some coffee and talking about some uh, what's going on in recovery in Culloway and the Silva areas. He's mm-hmm. looking to connect a little bit. Uh, the next is... Somebody that's close to you, Samantha, a little bit? Yeah, girl. Bianca Dardine. Bianca. Eight, how much? 18 months. 18, 18 months. 18 months, wow. girl. Yeah. Let's get it. Congratulations. Yeah, that's my girl. We went through, you know, the the ups and downs together, and I am so proud of her. Yes. Awesome. Great job, Bianca. Yeah. And lastly, we have Dina Crawford of Lawrenceville, Georgia. Let's go, Dina. Three years. Three years now. That's yeah. that's huge. Yeah, yeah, hard work. So awesome job to Dina. And lastly, we have Chris Bowers of Chris. Silva. He's also celebrating 18 months. 18 yeah. months. That's a long time. Chris yeah. and Bianca both celebrate in 18 months. So great job to all four of you. If you guys are tuning in or hearing this podcast, you're, you can submit your recovery anniversaries to us through our Facebook page, or any of our social media outlets, and we'll give you an on-air shout-out. Mm-hmm. We'll invite you to the table. Yeah, right? you deserve <laughs> To come and share your story. So yeah. um, please reach out. We want to be a part of your recovery. We want to support you in, in any way that we can, yes. um, starting with recognizing you for an awesome job done. So before we get into the, the mean potatoes of this podcast, we also have a couple of recovery events coming up at the end of the month right Mm -hmm. same thing if there's something going on in your community we want to be a voice an outlet to share that and invite our viewers and listeners to participate so you can submit any community events the same way through our facebook page you can email them to us through our website ncraw.life um, you can message me directly, anybody in me. our circle. You yeah. can just send them to us. We'll we'll I'll we'll promote them on the show. Um, but the month of July is pretty jam packed. The last yeah. the last weekend of July, we have the Cherokee Rally for Recovery taking place July 26th, and that's at Cherokee Central Schools. That's the middle school over there. Is that correct, Samantha? Yeah, it's the middle school. There's an elementary, middle school, and high school all together, but mm-hmm. the middle school is in the middle. Awesome, man. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like there. It's that's convenient. Be, yeah, that's convenient. <laughs> and it's going to be a great setup. Everybody needs to come to that. Yeah, tons of resources. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and really, anybody that's involved in the in the recovery community mm-hmm. and the recovery circles in Western North Carolina yeah. will be there. Yes. Tons of vendors, probably some free giveaways, stuff like raffles, that. Raffles, panels. Panels. They're having um, several panels on different backgrounds of recovery. Topics. Yeah, the topics are amazing and great panel speakers um, from young folk to our elders. Um, also, there's going to be MC, and he's great, so he's going to keep the show uh-huh. like live. Yeah. Yeah, and Steve will be doing some interviews. And so. NC Raw's going to be doing a little Show bit of podcast. Yeah. yeah. So having... both of y'all are going to be there. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you might too. Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. definitely going to show up and support. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be dragging out some audio and video recording equipment. We got a table, and we'll uh, we'll be asking participants to sit down and have brief conversations with us and talk about why they're there, talk about 
what recovery looks like to them and what mm-hmm. it means to them. So, yeah. so this is y'all's time. Come on out. You don't have to come up here. Just show up there. And for all of these events, like you can, you can learn something. This is, I mean, recovery rallies and different uh, events and activities. That's, that's how I learned. Yeah. You know, panels. Yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot. So. And like create relationships with these agencies and yeah. people, mm-hmm. amazing people that are working for these folks is like. Yeah. Um, the there's so much to learn and connections yeah. and things that like you can grow on uh, by having these relationships. Uh, the following day, <laughs> the Res Hope Freedom Fest. Freedom Fest. In Cherokee. I think it's from 4 to 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's going to be like live music. There's going to be speakers. There's also going to be an awesome MC. There's going to be, I was told, some awesome, amazing health food Caleb was talking about oh, some nice. healthy barbecue oh, yeah. or turkey burgers. Or turkey burgers. Right? <laughs> it's going to be a big recovery yeah. party. Yeah. Um, that's July 27th. So you got Thursday, the recovery rally. Friday, the Res Hope Freedom Fest. And then Saturday, over in Murphy, you have the High on Hope movement is Hi. coming to town. And that's starting at 12 o'clock over in Murphy at the Cherokee County Recreation Center. Nice. Um, same thing. It's going to be an amazing day of recovery. Uh, where they're going to be talking about bringing solutions to the drug crisis that's going on. Um, they're going to have worship speakers and a day of proclaiming freedom over the region. So it's going to be an awesome, awesome weekend. I think we're going to all going to be participating in everything yeah. going on. So yeah. we invite you guys to come out and uh, hang out with us, party with us. Oh, yeah. Have fun, all that good stuff. Yeah, that week, I mean, if you're struggling, that show up. Show up to one of them, all of them. That's where you, you know, where I'll need to be, where you need to be. Yeah, I think it's a place. If, if, yeah, if recovery means something. Yeah, to if reco- you, yeah, mm-hmm. show, yeah. It's a huge opportunity to come out. Yeah. Jermaine. Mm-hmm. What's up, man? Dude. Maine. We're here. What do, what do you want me to call you, man? Maine. His family Jermaine. calls him Maine. I call him Jermaine, but yeah. I just, you know. Whatever you feel like calling yeah. me. Just not Jeremiah. <laughs> you get that don't, don't put yourself through all that. Yeah. Yeah. Just Jermaine. 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 Yeah. yeah. Uh, welcome, bro. We talked to Samantha of like I, I talked at the beginning of the sh- podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked to Samantha a while back, and she was just like, she shared in depth about like her story and her process to recovery, mm-hmm. uh, and what that looked like. Yeah. And your name came up a lot. Oh, did it? Uh, of course, it did. <laughs> And so now we invited you to come on and kind of share with us um, your side of the story, right? There's always yeah. two sides to a story, always. right? Right. I think yeah. when we met before the show, and you mm-hmm. even might have talked about it on the show, I don't, I don't remember the context of what the discussion was, but you were like, I talked to Jermaine about this the night before and I recalled it going down this way and he said, No, no, no. Yeah. It was like that's not that's not what happened. That's not what happened. <laughs> so that's why you're here, man. So yeah. like, let's let's find out what um what it looked like. So for those of you who may not know this fabulous couple here, Samantha is So I'm Samantha Bradley and I'm a peer support specialist at Meridian Behavior Health. So I've been doing peer support for two and a half years and I'm super that's my passion. Um we also share a kid. He is three. 
Um, and we're getting married uh, September 29th. Right around the corner. Right around the corner. Yeah. And how long have you been in recovery? So I've been in recovery for this, the amount of time that I've been a peer. A little mm-hmm. less. I had a struggle right when I started as a peer in Asheville. Um, just very difficult yeah. to be thrown out to the wolves in Buncombe County. Um, so, yeah, I had some struggles and, um, you know, lapse. But I get right back on it and do what I know and use my support system. And so right at two years. Now, now Jermaine, before you had met Samantha, what kind of like ideas and perception did you have of addiction and recovery and like what that looked like? Um, okay. So my, my biological father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he had a substance abuse problem, mm-hmm. which like pretty much broke our family apart. Mm-hmm. This was at a very young age for me, so I don't have very much memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but you felt the residual effects mm-hmm. from yeah, right from that yeah. Um, I mean, I grew up with a stepfather for most of my life, so it wasn't like I was missing anything. It mm-hmm. was just the fact that I knew that you know. Sure. Um, so that was that was like my first experience i guess you could say mm-hmm. with substance use mm-hmm. now would you say that that kind of created some uh resentments towards the the disease or were you still kind of like open to yeah um i can't really say it went either way i think it created like some interest i guess you could okay. say so it sparked some interest yeah because it's like you know if my mom attempted to help my biological father this many times and um like his family was on the line, you mm-hmm. know, and he he didn't stop, then that that's pretty serious. It's a powerful you know? disease. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So powerful. I mean this is like as a kid with this mindset, it's like just gosh, man, that must be strong. Mm-hmm. And my mom would tell me like, um, you know, that he got involved with things that he loved you know that she felt like he gave his attention to way more than her and his family Mm -hmm. so it just always whenever it would cross my mind which was actually very rare Mm -hmm. you know just because he wasn't in the picture it would be like dang you know that must be strong (laughs) did it did it um influence like your decision to like maybe stay away from that stuff i think other family members influenced that okay because you know, so they were like committed to like educating mm-hmm. you on. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <Okay>. Not really. <laughs> not nah, just um, like alcoholism uh-huh. is a big thing yeah. mm-hmm. in my in my family, and not just in my family, like in the community that I grew up in. Yeah. Um, but it's like it, it seems that it's like because it's a legal substance, it's so normalized. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah, and it's like it's okay to like like I mean I'm just looking back on like my family experiences mm-hmm. like growing up. Like, I was drawn to alcohol, which led to um, harder drug use, mm-hmm. but I was drawn to alcohol because, like, it was a part of our life. Yeah. Like, yeah. you go on vacation, it's right? There. You go to the beach. You go to theme parks or it's a football game everywhere. or wherever you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people there getting hammered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it's, like, it's so normalized that, like, it, it's just, it's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean... Luckily, I didn't have any 
like substance abuse in the nuclear, mm-hmm. I guess you could say, in my mm-hmm. immediate family, but like, you know, uncles and, mm, yeah, you know, um, other family members like that. So it was, it was more like, I don't want to do that versus, mm-hmm. you know, being educated on it. Okay. Per se. So just by witnessing the, the harm that it can be done. Yeah. You yeah. kind of made a decision to. Yeah. But whenever I got into college, I mean, I drank. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't, I don't want to make it seem like yeah. I never like done it, you know, participated in recreational mm-hmm. activities, mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure. know. But um, it's it's something that I was always mindful of, like not letting, mm-hmm. like not holding on to as a habit. So yeah, not getting carried away. Yeah, when you do exactly. Yeah, and for like people like myself, it's just like not possible, right? Mm-hmm. Watch out. Yeah. Um, so you you grew up where? Statesville, North Carolina. Tell me where that's where exactly. It's that like is. um, it's just a little over two hours east from okay. here. Yeah. Um, probably forty five minutes north of Charlotte. All right. So yeah, that area. somewhat of a rural community, or. Yeah, it's a mix. It's growing into mm-hmm. something it's different now. A suburb, yeah. Of Charlotte, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So you were you came here to Cullowhee to attend college at Western? Yep, yep. Um I came here in the sum I came here the summer before my senior year of high school and it was for like a leadership music camp called Summer Symposium of okay. March and Arts. I've heard um, of it. Yeah. I've heard of it. I think Courtney like volunteered or oh, yeah. helped out with it last Heck summer, yeah, Courtney. if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. She did. I um I worked there for for like two or three summers. But yeah, my, my going into my senior year of high school, I came up here for that camp and So you're involved in the musical program in high school or the band? Yeah, the marching band, uh-huh. concert band. I was a band geek. You know, I played sports too, but band was band mm-hmm. was my thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, just being in the mountains, like, attracted me to Western, So, you, you know. you came here to go to this camp, right? Mm-hmm. And you just, like, looked up and seen these beautiful mountains. Hadn't really thought about college, you well, know. It wasn't even on your radar. Wasn't on my radar. High school was a breeze. Like, I didn't even. Grades I wasn't even. Good? Yeah. Wasn't oh, even focused yeah. on academics, though. Yeah. It was just, it was just easy. Yeah. It, it came, like, it came pretty easy to me. But I oh. never, like, thought of really thought about going to college what college am I going to Mm. like what's my GPA right Mm. now because I'm trying to get into this school it was like I came up here it's the only school I applied for like I got in I got in early I applied as soon as I left and that was before my senior year like rolling into your senior year yeah already applied yeah to come here what were you wanting to study did you even have, you didn't even have goals for college? I didn't, you, dude, I, did, I didn't even know, like, <laughs> on my, on my application, I put, like, uh, I wanted to study, uh, political science, and I wanted to minor in music, and mm-hmm. they, they, um, sent me an email and, and was like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just didn't know what I wanted to do, yeah. um. I thought about sociology and social work, but I landed I landed in the political science department, and um, I'm pretty happy with that. I wish I would have just went ahead and studied mm-hmm. social work, since that's the field I am uh, I'm in. But you know, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was yeah. uh What was your four years like here, man? Like, 
did you? My four years was more like six years. Okay, yeah. oh, honestly, cool. I'm on that track. I'm on that track myself, man. I'm on that track my myself. My four years, uh, high school was a breeze. So like, whenever you carry, <laughs> whenever you carry that mentality into college, is different. Yeah, uh huh. So uh, for everybody out there that that thinks college is, you know, similar to high school, is not. Like you were saying, is you got to spend those nights yeah. on on the assignments, and I just wasn't about that. So um, I ended up doing a little bit of time over at um, SEC, the oh, community yeah. college That's here. My hood right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I came back and finished up. Okay. So. That's good. <laughs> then you graduated with the political science. Yeah. You played in the band here. Oh yeah. What was that like, bro? Dude, it was the greatest experience. Oh. I got to travel. You know, I got to meet so many people. I got to, like, develop a skill and really get good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot of practice. He's so, so good. Yeah. Does he still he play still, at home and stuff? Yes, we have a drum set in our house. Does Liam get on it? Yes. Yeah. He's uh-huh. good. <laughs> I yeah. love it's that, happy. bro. Yeah. I love it. I do, too. I yeah. said, first thing you're going to do is teach Liam how to play drums, and that's what he's done. So. Yeah, wow. he's getting good. Yeah. Is he? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what's up. So you... um. You kind of had talked with me earlier, just walking in here and meeting Courtney for the first time, that, like, you wanted to play the drums initially, right? Yeah, yeah. But it didn't exactly work out the way that you wanted to? No, dude, it was a wake-up call. Uh Like, so not only was, you know, academics easy, but music was easy for me Mm -hmm. in in high school. Um, Like, I was the best or one of the best in that area. Yeah. But then you come up here and, you know, this is such a competitive marching band, especially with the drum line. And, um, it's one of the most competitive in the state, right? This in one here. In the country. Nation. country? Yeah. That's what's in up. In the country. The you know, for a long time, I think there's some, you know, real, really good competitors now. But at that time, it was the absolute hands down best, best yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I college that. band in the nation. So, yeah, yeah I, um, I auditioned and so you, so you you left the little Statesville, North Carolina, yeah. come over here to the mountains. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna come on there and yeah. walk onto the band. Yeah. Exactly. Beat my drum. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what happened at all. Uh-huh. Um I pretty much got cut from the main drum line and that year uh the the marching band here developed like a second secondary drum line. Okay. And, and um I was offered like a, a leadership position on that drum line or I could play cymbals in mm-hmm. you know the primary drum line so I went the primary drum line <laughs> route uh-huh. and I had to like eat my pride and play cymbals and it, I mean it was a wake up call yeah. it took a lot of practice to get good enough to be on the drum line here yeah. the snare line there's gotta also be yeah. just like a huge learning experience and a humbling experience oh. to like check yourself and be like well I know I can do this right yeah, yeah. Like my boy Caleb's always talking about setting goals and yeah. not uh, not uh, restricting yourself to like what you're capable yeah. of and things like that like that's gotta really be like a humble experience to um, to kinda step to the side Mm-hmm. Pick up the symbols. Pick yeah. up the symbols. Pick up the symbols, and, dude. And then, so, you, so you're playing the symbols, but also in your free time, you got to be practicing on the drums to get back on the drum line. Right? Yeah, and then and then at the same time, like it's your freshman year in college, so yeah. you're partying uh-huh. and you know trying to be social, and sometimes you miss class. So, yeah. yeah. 
I'm always asking him, like, what did you feel when you didn't make it? Like, yeah. I want to know that feeling. I mean, I've never auditioned for anything. And and so he, you know, he's very humble about that. Like, yeah, I didn't make it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't make it, and it, it sucked. You know, you work really hard for something. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been drumming since the sixth grade, from sixth grade yeah. to twelfth grade. Wow. Didn't make and it. Then, <laughs> and then didn't make it's it. Like, it. Right. So. MJ. But, like, what I, what I even... To see you talking about this right now, it's like one of those experiences where it's like, yeah, this this difficult thing happened, right? Yeah. And something that life like just throws at us yeah. when it feels like it. That's like, I didn't get what I want, mm. right? But what am I going to allow this experience to do to me? How mm-hmm. am I going to learn from it? What am I going to take away from it? Yeah. And then what am I going to do to move forward and achieve my goal? And it sounds like you did exactly... <laughs> what your goals were right oh yeah Yeah. this wasn't the route that you initially (laughs) planned it yeah it wasn't it wasn't but i mean i'm i'm thankful for it because i ended up becoming pretty good good. yeah you know you should check out some of his videos on youtube and i was able to teach other people and that's like probably my favorite aspect of music is being able to teach other people so you like mastered it and then you were able to give it back Mm mm-hmm Mm, master, master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. i became pretty you're good you're on my show yeah. i can tell you good. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mastered it yeah, yeah, yeah i mastered yeah, it good. and then i helped other people master it yeah yeah you taught at Asheville high right yeah i taught at Asheville high west ardell um helped out at franklin high school okay like a bunch of different high schools yeah um yeah but Asheville high spent the most time out so and you uh so you you finished out <clears throat> doing it here and then you graduated in political sciences right mm-hmm. and what made you decide to stay in Cullowee or you moved well out? I didn't actually I, um I ended up moving to Asheville mm-hmm. because I got offered a job um as a counselor and um child care teacher okay. at the YWCA there and that's actually where I met Samantha and Liam uh-huh. so, yeah yeah um what was your first impression samantha of <laughs> jermaine um my first i was in a re and well i don't want to call it rehab i don't like that word um just like i was in mary benson house you talked about mary benson house on the uh, last show yeah. yeah i mean and i'm in this huge white van 15 passenger van you know i and i just um i we were taking our kids there was a few girls who had their kids there at the wide um wca and um Here's this man, this handsome man, watching these kids, you know, being gentle with my child and teaching him things. And I was like, his girl must be so lucky. You know, like, everybody wants a man who's good with kids. Or that's my idea. That's what I want. I don't know about everybody, but that really attracted me. But, I, you know, I just thought, you know, he was, had, had, had a whole other life because that's what it seemed. You assumed that by the way that I, he carried himself. Yeah, I assumed that. Yeah, very, yeah, for sure. I assumed that. Do you remember meeting her for the first time? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but he wore a Western shirt. And uh-huh. I was like, So you knew he had a connection to Cody. Yeah, that's what, that was, the, that was the first conversation. Like, you went to Western? Oh, I'm from uh, Silva. Yeah. 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 That's, that's pretty much how. Well, well, even before that, like I noticed her coming to pick up Liam, mm-hmm. and I would always tell Miss um, <laughs> Heather, which is the, the other teacher, yeah, the other teacher in the classroom, I'd be like, you know, gosh, I think Liam's mom is 
Mm-hmm. So pretty. Like, would it be would it be inappropriate if yeah. I was to try to holler at her? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, just from meeting you like briefly, like you mm-hmm. seem like a pretty like quiet, like to yourself, somewhat yeah of a guy. Very private. Yeah, private. I'm private. Like, Very. I'm pretty private. Like this is different for me coming yeah. even coming on this, this podcast. Yeah. But you talk about your YouTube channel. I know, right? That's why I said it's practice. What, which Liam's, can which can be found at. Yeah, uh, toy play every day. Toy play every day on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. check him out. Yeah, okay. Check it out. Yeah. What um did when she walked in and you first met and you started having these um this interest yeah and in potentially you know reaching out to her did you have an idea of like what was going on in her life at all like did you know no any I didn't of the have circumstances no. had no clue no way I wasn't gonna share that. Yeah. I had no clue. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm from Silver. I went to college. I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> that like I mean, so in in small talk conversations, she would say little things like that. Like, yeah, I'm going to SCC or <laughs> you know, like, like just little things along the way. Yeah. And like, well, I'll never live that down. But <laughs> I mean, it was hard. I hadn't done a rela- been in any type of rela- never expected it. I wasn't looking for it. So yeah. Well, that's like one of the things I like. I think I like would like to focus in on mm. is like what exactly what you just said because it's like mm. somewhat of like taboo topic, mm. right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like so, so many people say that you shouldn't get into like a serious relationship within the first year, especially right. with somebody that's yeah. like from the program. And, oh yeah. That, um. So like, how do? Because it's so hard to like know, like, as you're mentally and physically like transitioning back into the person that you truly are right exactly. after going through all this abuse like it's really hard to like get your identity back yeah and identify like is this just not another, yeah. another irrational thought that yeah. my old mind yeah. is telling me to do yeah i never thought it would end up here i mean you're I was getting just, married in a couple I months i know i was just gonna feed him <laughs> with all the lies i've ever done well that's what i've always done you know just, just in, and then i was like this is becoming serious. I've got to tell him. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was like, I have to tell him. Yeah. He's going to hate me, you know? I mean. Well, let's take it back to, like, the first, like, initial contact. So, like, you reached out to her. You decided yeah. how, well, how did, what, <laughs> what led up to you deciding to, like, ask her out on a Wait. date or contact her? Go on. Come on. I, I first, I tried to search. I didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. I think. I can't remember what I was searching. I might have put in YW, like trying to find like his job, you know, mm-hmm. because sometimes that searches by their job. Mm-hmm. Never found him. So I was looking, and then, and then um, one day she, one day Samantha came in and, like we were doing, we had some type of forms that needed to be filled out and. I was like, My you know, I wonder what what her last name is. Like I knew Liam's last name. You know, yeah. But you know, I didn't really know details about her. But once she put her name on the paper, and it was so big, I don't know if you've ever seen her. No. Right? Yeah, she just filled out our consent form over there. <laughs> but a few dude, ago. her handwriting was so big. Uh, I was like, I, I was like, she's got to know I'm interested because <laughs> she did this on purpose. Because she did this on purpose. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's like. <laughs> it, it's so cute that you both were like doing these little like Weird. internal like games yeah. with each other, yeah. knowing that like yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that night, I like went and found her on Facebook, and 
added her and messaged her. When you saw that friend, I was when, jumping. When you saw that friend request pop up, oh, I was jumping out my shout. Yeah, like <laughs> uh, I had a best friend with me at the time. We grew up together. We was in the place together, and um, I mean, yeah, I was like, yeah, I can't believe it. You know, what do you think this means? De- you know, going through the details of everything he said, scoping him out. Yeah, oh yeah, stalked his whole page. Did you, did you send her a message right off the gate, or just like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah? I think I did. I think I said something like, I hope you know you don't feel like it's too inappropriate that i'm at you of on facebook or something mm-hmm. like that Jeremiah, of course something along those lines Keep you know professional. oh yeah he did yeah yeah so that's that's how it started and you're over there like, on your no. end jumping for joy yeah because like, you were you were ready for it I you're, you're, well, no i couldn't believe that you're planning to make your move i had just tried yeah i was going to do that first because i just thought he wouldn't i mean just to see what's up well there's also <laughs> i mean i don't know if this this is okay to talk about but there's also a little bit of an age difference right I'm older. Uh huh. Yeah. Way older. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not way older. She is older. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wiser. Tell me about what the first date was like. I took him to a place that he hated. You took him to? No, the place I or? asked him to take me. Like he said, "Where do you want to go?" And I'm like, "Papa's and beers." Nope. You know. Now let's get. I see his eyes are looking like thinking. Yeah. Over there. Let me hear. Let's hear dramatic. Right. I didn't hate that place. <laughs> well, he don't really eat. I don't really eat um, Mexican, Mexican food, food so like, like that. I don't know what so to pick, order. You're a picky eater? Um, not really. Okay. I just don't. I just don't really eat me- Mexican that often. But when I order, he likes it, so I'm super confused. <laughs> but I took yeah. him there not I knowing. I like the food, yeah. I just don't eat it that so much. You messaged her and you said, I hope it's okay, that this, whatever. And then how, y'all just started having a conversation and it led to, like... Yeah, I pretty much told her, like... <clears throat> um. I just had recently moved into the area, and she was saying the same thing. And like, I don't, I don't know. Like, we we can probably pull the conversation. Yeah. Oh, well, I still have it. Uh-huh. We're but that weird. That's that's Same pretty much how weird. how it started. Just small talk, uh-huh. and um, like eventually it got to the point to where I really started liking her. And this was probably like a week after. Yeah. Um. We started, Soon. yeah, we initiated that conversation. And then, I mean, we didn't even hug each other until like three weeks later mm-hmm. after we started talking. Yeah, that's the awkward part of dating. And that first, dude, way. it was like, that first hug was like I felt her energy. Mm-hmm. You like, know what I mean? He says he knew then. And yeah. I kind of did too, so it was kind of yeah. yeah, like it was really weird. Like it is, it's undescribable. Yeah. So... Yeah. But then I had to tell all the... Well, that's what I was going. Like, how long did you guys... How many dates did you go on? Or how long did you guys communicate before, like, a conversation about your past came up? Or, conver- mm-hmm. like, the truth of... Right. ...what you were had been through and experienced came up. And then when it came up, how did you respond to it, Jermaine? I think I, you know, before the date, I had revealed that I was living at Mary Benson because that became very obvious. He worked there, and I came out of a 15-passenger van. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to, you know. Which I never noticed. Yeah. You know? Like, I was like, Duncan, like, pull over there. Like, don't. And they pulled right in the front. Yeah. Pulled uh-huh. right in the front. Like, and, of course, I, you know, I just had to say, look, like, I live in this house with a bunch of women who have kids and who have struggles. That was my my explanation. And it was exactly like that, except for 
non-stop talking uh-huh. for like 10 minutes and way more anxiety behind uh-huh. it you know yeah and she called me you called me that night and just let me have it well yeah i tell i'm like look i have to tell you this oh it was so bad but what were you expecting him to say <laughs> you idiot <laughs> like who are you i don't know just but instead he's like so what's it so what's this place like what's it about what do they do and for those who haven't heard your story yeah. real quick like what is the mary benson house it's a uh, recovery living it's like a house where seven women live with their children you that have, was right yeah with so your yeah. son was living with you yeah Leo, and and honestly mary benson is one of like the two or three places in the state where you can have your children i mean the beds are very limited so it was a you know it was a blessing to be there i was i mean i wasn't i mean i'm grateful that i was there at the time like this was all you know leading up to this relationship so i'm For so sure. grateful and not only did it like support you through your recovery process but i got my peer support there too got your peer support yeah. and then you got this guy yeah i got him mm-hmm. yeah. what what jermaine what was your response when she told you the news <laughs> that she was well first i was like Calm down, <laughs> you know. Like, relax a little bit. <laughs> and then, and then, initially, it was like, so, this isn't true. And <laughs> I want to cover my ears right now. <laughs> wait, so, uh, when you, whenever you said this, like, I can't remember these specific yeah, 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 just, things, but yeah. it was like, just Thank small God. stuff, small stuff that, like, it just dumb. Yeah, like lies that. Didn't you matter. know, didn't yeah. matter, uh, and it was it got it was to the point to where I was like, you know, why did you even Same. lie about that? <laughs> when you found out that she was in recovery and living at this at this recovery house, mm-hmm. um, like what type of what did you feel like as far as like that news in relationship to like your past? childhood experiences with this disease like yeah. how did how did you i i didn't even like make a connection okay. i didn't even like uh, allow it to correlate like my um like my biological father wasn't in the picture mm-hmm. so there there was no like i thought about him rarely yeah. you know he came up in conversation like rarely mm. so like i i really had no experience with someone that was in recovery i didn't yeah. really know what recovery was yeah. Yeah. i just like, think that it's like very admirable for you to be a, be able to like put this negative experience to the side and be so accepting yeah yeah for sure at that time now had you studied in in your political science class did you have any any coursework on yeah addiction and yeah i did but you know, studying and then your oh, yeah. personal oh, yeah. your personal beliefs and opinions, mm-hmm. you know, that's two different things, yeah. you know. And, like, I, I never really let um, the education that I received in the classroom consume sure. my mind, yeah. you know. Like, I, I take it in and pass the tests <laughs> and, like, understand yeah. how things work in the field, and but I never really let it consume like the way that I thought about everything. Yeah. So, and like what I'm hearing you say is that like you were 
extremely open to learning yeah what she was going through yeah and support yes. and supporting her yeah in any way that you and could. like and truthfully sorry to cut you off and truthfully i i didn't i didn't know that recovery was like a thing something that people really worked at you know because like i said i had alcoholism in my family but there were there was no like programs that they went to or anything like that yeah. there was just you had experience with the disease of addiction you didn't have experience with recovery recovery right right mm -hmm. so i didn't know that this was you know as far as being a recovery house i didn't know that this was like her what fifth one or something oh yeah well yeah well, mm -hmm. yeah like i didn't know that that was possible i thought it was like oh well she had a problem and now she's recovering <laughs> you know like, that is exactly yeah. what you thought yeah. Yeah. all right on that note yep. we are going to burn a time out yeah, yeah we're gonna get some fresh air it it's is hot. about 87 degrees in the studio right now oh my goodness i might pass out hey, maybe 89 <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick bathroom break and get some fresh refreshments um we're gonna go ahead and play a track from somebody who submitted some work to me via Instagram. His name is Roman Braley. You can find him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash sober underscore bro. Sober bro sober on SoundCloud. Bro. This is a song titled While Longer. Nobody's perfect, not even the perfect people. Nobody's perfect, not even the perfect people. Nobody's perfect, not even the perfect people. Nobody's perfect. I'm yelling out, darling. That I was different than the mother guys But soon enough you started to realize That when we looked into each other's eyes We just needed At least a little while longer And I'm sorry for everything that I have ever done I wasn't the greatest man alive But shit, we had our fun And we had our girl And we had your son And we had our life Damn, I felt like number one But I needed more And you wanted less So we grew apart Couldn't see that we were blessed then came the stress along with all the vicious fights Isolation came and took control of all the lonely nights And now you're out of sight, but never out of mind And I was dead inside, but I would say I'm fine And I would lie just to avoid a fucking argument Lost control and look how fucking far it went I'm yelling down, darling But 
I've been told that you won't care when you get old. So I think I'll wait at least a little while longer. And I think about it often, but with no regrets. Cause we made our bed and we placed our bets. And we had some times that I won't forget. And I see your name every time I light a cigarette. And I love you, girl. That'll never change. And we've moved on. And it seems so strange. But I can't complain. Cause what you gave me, girl, a baby girl who saved me from this crazy world. Nobody's perfect, not even the perfect people. 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 Welcome back to NC Raw. That was a track titled While Longer from Sober Bro. Cat I met on Instagram this week. If you guys want to submit your music, we would love to play your stuff. Any local bands, folks in recovery, people making music that um, shares a positive message, send it to us. We would love to play it during our break. So you could submit it uh, through our website. Just shoot an email to admin at ncraw.life. Jermaine, we were finishing up a conversation about recovery, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning of our relationship. Yeah, so like, um, you know, you guys have talked about, um, you know, the early days and like kind of like sharing that news of Samantha being in recovery and like right. you really talk, um, really, what did, what action did you take to like learn what recovery was? Well, honestly, I was just open ears, man. Mm, yeah. yeah. You know, I was like trying to do a bunch of research um, online, um, reading a bunch of like information about addiction and recovery, and um, at the same time just asking yeah. Samantha yeah. specifically about her recovery and trying to inquire about her past as much as she let me in, you mm -hmm. know, so... Yeah, this dude, he he's full of questions. Like, if you just let him ask, he will ask for hours, days. He's still the same, like, still ask questions. That's how he learns about everything. Yeah. That's beautiful, though. That's the yeah, best way to admirable. learn. Question everything, man. Yeah. Everything. What, uh, how did you, because you're still at the Mary Benson house, and you guys yeah. were just, like, the relationship was evolving. How did you support her? throughout this process well um yeah that's that's pretty much how i supported her like i made it my goal to learn as much about her and her recovery and just recovery in general and you know tried to help her be comfortable enough to mm -hmm. tell me the truth about everything to continue to be honest and yeah. live that that lifestyle mm -hmm. yeah fully invested in recovery yeah, it didn't. It was not easy to just open up 
about everything. I mean, you know, there's been some tough stuff. Yeah. It's definitely like the most difficult thing that I've learned throughout mm-hmm. the process is just that that gut-wrenching honesty. Yeah. And not just like being honest, but also like the details. The yeah, and having like having a um a kind yeah. gentle attitude about it you know like there's a way to deliver a message mm-hmm. and then there's a way to deliver a message right and yeah. it's all about mm-hmm. like how you do that so but you know f- from my experience i think that's the the most one of the most impactful things all, about my recovery is like that being able to learn and establish that skill set and then apply it to my life mm-hmm. what at what point along the process did you realized that you were ready to make the plunge into living together and moving in. And what was that progression like for both of you? I was, uh, Mary Benson is initially a one year program. So, um, but I came up at nine months with a, and I had a peer support job at RHA, just doing really well, just meeting all the marks. Um, excelling yeah pretty much so they's like you know what we feel like you're ready if you find a place um you know go ahead and do your thing so i asked talked to jermaine his lease was like literally coming up or already passed it was very close Mm -hmm. yeah and we we look and so we made that commitment that we we kind of processed that processed that for like weeks months yeah and finally just said yeah we're gonna do it we looked around for rentals and hit uh discovered another yeah detail about uh, samantha oh right yeah <laughs> so by the way i'm a felon yeah. and that could be why we're not getting these places or why we're not going to we might have a little bit of an issue with the and we, and we did mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. so you did experience some yeah struggles because of your past oh yeah and that's when some of it kind of hit you know realization that you know my my past was going to interfere with our decisions and our life yeah um i had a friend of mine that i met through teaching Mm -hmm. in Asheville, and shout out to Lori. really yes i love her (laughs) Uh, well, I wasn't going to say her name. I, I didn't know how she would feel about that, but I think she would be okay she with it. She would, yeah. She's, and like, she's supported you guys. Yeah, oh my goodness. She, she, helped, she helped us out. She led us in the right direction. Her and her, her entire family are, are like really um, friends of mine that I met, you know, in Asheville a while back before we even lived there. So mm-hmm. um, she kind of led us in the right direction, and through that connection, we – we found a place. Found housing. Yeah. And that's a huge commitment for you to make, Jermaine, to, like, dedicate yourself to this relationship, to commit yourself to her recovery, but then also commit yourself to, like, you know, playing somewhat of a fatherly role, right? Yeah. Taking over a fatherly role for <coughs> for Liam. Yeah. Right. And you, so to go from, like, this, like, young college boy yeah. strolling around this campus <laughs> beating your drums. Yeah. Beating drums. To, like, party. supporting loving family life right yeah it's a drastic change oh yeah it was a huge change how did you like cope with such a 
such a rapidly changing life, right? That's something that like people your age like kind of like gradually go yeah. through. That's a lot of change. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, I jumped in, dude. This like dude's it, so it, chill, man. I look at it. this dude. I just so jumped chill. in. I, I know, just jumped right? In. Uh-huh. It's um, a good balance because I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I didn't see it as an option, you yeah. know, as to like the degree of parenting or the degree of support that I was going to provide to Liam, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, just be the best father that this person could ask for, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's been my only goal. Yeah. And he's done really well. Liam and, adores him. And transitioning from this structured Mary Benson house environment to kind of being on your own, Samantha, what how did your recovery evolve to what it is today? Well, um, I learned that, you know, I had initially left and thought, I'm kind of done. You know, this is, I got it. I'm good. You know, I'm with my family. And I was so wrong about that because life hit, ran into some circumstances, didn't make the best decisions, um, you know, dealt with being in a relationship and then making those decisions you got you know you have to deal with somebody when you come home and answer to them and that was new to me but i learned from all that and answer to them yeah like <laughs> i mean you know you gotta like i don't want to come well i mean i don't want to come home i used to you know if i was by myself it's a team yeah i, yeah. I could come home high if i wanted but nobody would know but the, you know now that i'm in this relationship i can't come home and face you know my boyfriend at the time major because, consequences yeah to major go home con- to. yeah and mm-hmm. and so that really helped but um I learned a lot there I didn't you know in Asheville I had some struggles just you know getting the same thing wrong people making the wrong connections did were you able to like locate a recovery community that you resonated with oh there? yeah yeah uh-huh. I yeah, I mean, I had an Asheville recovery squad. Yeah. I had the Sunrise Peeps. I had Kevin Mahoney, Sue, Gina. I mean, those were the people who picked me up, literally. Mm-hmm. And like, this is what you're going to do. You know, you know what to do. So you had accountability at home, and then you also had accountability yeah. with your crew. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um, thank goodness. And they saw something in me to want to continue to support me even if I didn't make good decisions. Um, and, like, whenever she, sorry to cut you off, but whenever she, like, went through that relapse, mm-hmm. like, those were the people that I hit up. Like, dude, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. He did. I was hitting up her mom, like, you know, when, when I, I don't know what to do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't know how to support her at that time. Yeah. You know, I was doing the best I could, could but nothing, it felt like nothing was working. You know, yeah. so what did you do? I hit I hit those people up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, so you, that got, knew, you, you sought out support. And found yeah, support. sought out support. And They're the most educated, personal experience. You know, they had what what he needed. You know, what he has now. But at that time, he wasn't really sure. And so, yeah, he hit him up. They showed up at my house. Yeah, I was in bed, like sick, and they're like, you know, they they really to help that that was the best thing he could have done and that was a rough time rough. for us yeah. i mean you could only imagine like dude it it was 
it was it was tough in the sense that like it felt like everything was going down mm-hmm. down the drain, you know. Quickly. Very quickly. Quick. And there's nothing and, you could do about it. <clears throat> yeah. And it's hard it was hard for me to support her because I was like I literally felt like I was losing my mind. Mm-hmm. You know. Um definitely wasn't the same person during that time and for a long time after. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it kind of like disrupted the relationship with my family, mm-hmm. you know, because of that history that that you know my mom experienced with sure. my biological father, and um, you know, my family wanted me to come home back to Statesville. Mm-hmm. And did that thought cross your mind? Absolutely not. Yeah. No, dude. I I not that like. That's what's up, bro? That that mm-hmm. like hurt our my relationship with my family because they were like. You are pretty much. Yeah, they were like, "Dude, what are you doing right now? Like, you need to leave her." I mean, man, my family loves Samantha to death. They love Liam. Yeah, and you know, because like, yeah, what I what I what my mom went through with my biological father, like it It didn't work for her. Yeah, Yeah, you know, and they didn't want to see you go through that same exactly. They experienced And I was going through it, dude. It sucked. Yeah. It did. Every day. You every stuck, minute. You stuck by our side. Yeah. yeah. You got her through it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. What led up to you guys deciding to move back to Cullowee? Because that's somewhat of a risky decision to come back into your old environment, yeah. your old stomping grounds, right? Yeah. What led up to it was we couldn't afford it. We couldn't afford it. I had an issue. I was struggling. That Bottom boost. line, everybody was in a disarray. Like my family, his family. We didn't, you know, I wasn't coming totally honest with it. And you know, just everybody knew something was up, and we needed a change. Just packed it up, trusted, and boom, we got housing over here. It was like a breeze. I mean, my mom, my mom, you know, was a big part of that. Um, but. It just all fell in place. It felt so right. We just had to go with it. Yeah. And yeah, we like that housing that Lori helped us get. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. We d- we didn't do that any justice, and we really, you know, I suffered a lot of shame. I think because of that internal judge self judgment. Yeah, yeah. Because I like quit my me. job to. Yeah. Yeah, you did. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, you know, did. it felt like the end of the world for me, you yeah. know? So. What kind of things do you do, do you do to express yourself, man? You talked about being involved with, like, drumming and stuff. Like, what do you do? How does Jermaine have fun? Like, by for yourself, you know, not involving, like, the family yeah. and stuff. What do you do to? Well, I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, I love doing research, you know? And I just, like, catch things that you know, spark my interest and yeah. I try to learn about them. Yeah, right. Um, what else do I do? I, um, spend time with Liam, you know, that's a huge part of my life. Basketball. Basketball, Oops. the gym. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's doing that every day. Right talking now. to my mom. Big, oh, everyday mom, everyday gym. Big, <laughs> big moves in the league last night, huh? Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> LeBron to LA. I mean, I'm a Lakers fan now. Oh, the internet about blew up. I last know, night. right? <laughs> dude, every almost everybody to LA actually uh-huh. they they pretty much yeah. got a whole. Mm-hmm. I watch sports. So squad. Yeah. Um. So like when you move back here, 
to Colorway, did you was that bit struggle that you went through, Samantha, in Asheville, Buncombe County? Was that like kind of like somewhat of a defining moment where you were yeah. like, yeah, where you really dove into yeah. the acceptance of your experience? Yeah, I was like, man, addiction is not a joke. Like I thought I had it, but the day that we moved here, never have turned back yeah. that was the day i mean that was it It was like it was over you dove right into the recovery community yeah here. i got Ce- a job celebrate recovery yeah i went we talked about you know my passion is a peer mm-hmm. and yes i was a peer when i you know somewhat had made bad decisions and you know could that have been why because i was stressed out or but at the end of the day you know jermaine was kind of like i don't know about you being a peer again and i was like you know i i this, this well, it's, is, it's risky business it wasn't it's a I don't know. Yeah. It was like a for me. I don't it's think a, it's a no. good idea. Yeah, it was yeah. like I don't think uh, like maybe, but not right now. And that's based off of what you experienced in Asheville. Yeah, right? yeah, right. Yeah. And what you learned from that. Yeah, yeah. we're back so at how, square one. How did you prove yourself that you were able to do that? Man, I just set my butt down and <laughs> <laughs> didn't do nothing, and and you know, sat at home and reflected and. Um, researched what I need, you know, if I was going to do peer support, which is what I wanted to do, I need to figure out how I could do that and still meet his, you know, like what he, so driving in the community was something that we were like, that's not going to be an option. So I said, cool, I'll try to find something in the office. So I did, and, and that's what I did. It ended up that Balsam had an office job, Balsam Center, which is through Appalachian, and I, so I I brought that to him and said, you know, what do you think about this? So we really just worked together on processing what was going to be best for me and him and us as a family. And that's when we kind of hit the point of, like, you know, more than e- ever, like, I, I supported her recovery before, mm-hmm. but this was different. This was, like, dude the three of us have to be one person, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so. you talked like with me a little bit about like, it's not just her recovery, right? Right. It's hers and mine and Liam's it's the family. Yeah, business. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And she was so like, and she's not the only, like I listened to recovery talk and <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. She's not the only person that's like this, but yeah. she was like, you know, this is my recovery a lot, you know. Kind of like yeah. protecting This is what I have to do it. for myself. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, nah, right that's here. not, that's, <laughs> that can't. Right here that, yeah. was my line. Yeah. For a long so, time. Uh, and it's working. So you had to, like, be somewhat assertive with her to, like, kind yeah, of break dude, through that. Yeah, there was a that. lot of fights behind that. A yeah. lot. A lot of and arguing. Broke us, man. But I think, like, it's so beautiful that, like, you know, two people can be that committed to like reasoning right that's what life's all about dude yeah like, we're gonna have disagreements mm-hmm. right yeah like, we're gonna have misunderstandings right yeah yeah, yeah it's yeah. about how you communicate these things yeah. right mm-hmm. and like yeah i might not agree with what you're doing but how do i how do i express that to you right yeah how do i come to you with yeah the knowledge and the research to back up mm-hmm. my stance and my opinion mm-hmm. and regardless of like what you do you know, express to you how it's going to affect me yeah. and how it's going to affect our family yeah, and then support you with whatever decision that you made. Right. Yeah. That's what we went through. We and did. That was... Back and forth. I mean, he would have a 
good point. I'd have a good point. And it was like, we've got to agree somewhere in but, the middle. And then there's also the financial backside. It's like, we need to make money, right? Like, yeah. we need the, yeah. we can, we need the income. Yeah. yeah. I had to do something because he was working a job that wasn't very wasn't very kind to him it was hard he was gone a lot and not i mean not ideal at all no it wasn't. but he did it because yeah. we had to have something and i was over here struggling but it wasn't long before you found another job in the field yeah Ooh. yeah what yeah. was that like um that was such a relief to mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. to be able to like work with the population that I really wanted to again and be able to have the type of job that I wanted to. Was what like, were you doing? Like what kind of work? Who were you working with? Um, it was through Children's Hope Alliance in mm-hmm. Bryson City, Hawthorne Heights. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a youth care worker. And I pretty much, it was in a residential setting. So there would be like six to eight, you know, teenagers that would be, um, in this residential setting for, you know, up to 90 days for whether it's DJJ or DSS reasons. But what what role did you play in like the care provided to these kids? <laughs> A huge role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like cooking, <laughs> you know, helping with schoolwork, yeah. like setting up and taking them to doctor's appointments, coordinating with like parents uh dss workers you know different that's a huge learning experience for oh yeah dude and it was like it was it was well worth it you know just the kids that i got to meet and and work with develop these skills and then bring them home and apply them to yeah what you guys are going on at home yeah for real Mm -hmm. he's learned a lot through the jobs he's had recently and you you were doing peer support yeah, at what point did you like did you guys reason to like actually get out and hit the streets um, providing peer support to our community? Well, um also I had started um suboxin, which mm-hmm. was very helpful, kinda got me over that hump of like, you know, that craving, am I gonna relapse, you know, that kinda kind of got a groove and and that's where I was in working in the suboxone peer group at Appalachian and then you know they moved me to community within like a day with pretty much just this is what we need you in not really you know so we didn't have a lot of time to process it but he knew that that I that the job was asking me to do that and that was kind of what I had to do so it was kind of just Boom. And so there I was in the community, and, and we still, because I'm still in the community, but I work for Meridian, we still check in daily. How was your day? What did you do? Where are you at? At home. At home. Mm-hmm. Well, when we call on text, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. always at, right at my fingertips. So open line of communication. Yeah. 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 Um, coming home at the same time every night, you know, not, not making a stop on the way. or You know, those things just have gradually built up to now – you know, I, I feel like he has my trust in my job and, and totally believes in what I do and is a huge support. Yeah. yeah, so pretty much what she's saying is she put in, like, a lot of effort into earning back my trust. Yeah, 
which was completely destroyed. Like yeah, this dude was done with trust. Yeah, and that's the I one mean, thing he said in the get. That's the other from thing. the very the first day, day one. Do not lie to me. Don't yeah. lie to me. Like and I just and I was lying at that second sentence. So it's terrible. Yeah, I've learned my lesson. Like even the little things. Like I don't know what's in it. Just small things. I don't even know. Did you do? Did you do the laundry? Right. (laughs) 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 Or did like he told me not? You know, like don't touch my chapstick. But I am an addict, right? (laughs) What do I do? I need some chapstick. I touch the chapstick, right? What's the one thing he told me not to do over and over? I still. Those are the small things that I. I And that's like a big deal for me. I'm like, dude, this is the one thing. I said not to do, yeah. Yeah. You can drink the milk out of the jug, do what you got to do. Just keep your hands off my chapstick. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just little things like that. Yeah. That we're still working on. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, it's it's a regular relationship, you know? But we just have the recovery on top of that and, Mm -hmm. like, the the past, Mm -hmm. you know, as well. Yeah, definitely a process, but you're you're both embracing the process. Whether I mean, we're all going to make mistakes, right? Yeah. In every relationship. Yeah. In every whether it's romantic or not. Yeah. We're going to make make mistakes, and yeah. I think that's what's so beautiful is that you guys are committed to like forgiving each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Committed to reasoning, moving forward, coming to a resolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. What that's led to is uh, an amazing relationship, right? To the point where, like, we got a wedding in September. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Two months, like, 28 days. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's what I want to know. Yeah. I seen it on Facebook. Right. The other day. I, I was know. Like, Bro. Yeah. So that's what I want to, to talk about is, like, what led up to that decision. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, like, so I think, like, it's really hard to describe unless you're at, unless you're right in it whenever someone is um, in recovery and, you know, has a relapse and, and, you know, the lies, like, destroys your relationship with them. It's really hard to distri- describe, like, that scenario like that situation where your relationship is left after something like that but it took so much to come back from that and you know once we came back from that and like she along with me like processed what happened you know asked for my forgiveness Mm -hmm. and And you felt the sincerity in that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah which it took a long time Mm -hmm. you know for it to Indeed, really most, feel most most people wouldn't be able to I, yeah i mean it was such a it was a real it was dude it was so difficult yeah. i had made some huge bad huge bad terrible terrible choices let's just say that and um you know once that once that happened it was like yeah yeah this is this is the one for sure yeah. Because I mean, I always, I always felt mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, from the beginning, but once we went through that difficult stage, and it wasn't just her like that had to get herself back. It was me too. Like, I was I was down. Like I wasn't in my groove. I didn't yeah. feel like myself mm-hmm. for a hard. long time. Yeah. yeah. 
Like you're you're not not just the relationship is affected, right? You're like yeah. your own mental, physical yeah. well being. Yeah. My relationships with other people. Yeah. You know, like I didn't talk to some of my best friends for a really long time. My family, my you know, my you parents kind of isolated yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was worried. The friends that helped us get that place, like yeah, it's still hard for me to like make that jump to talk to them and you know swallow my pride and you know all of that it's just a lot happened and for us to get through that it was like dude we can get through anything yeah we can get through anything i'm not worried (laughs) paint this picture of what this proposal looked like Did, did you see it coming samantha did you know i mean i was like dude I mean, you know, we want to, I want to get, I, I kept mentioning it. and Planting yeah, seeds, planting seeds. Yeah, planting seeds. And I just yeah. knew that he was going for, I didn't know when or anything like that. She or, had an idea it was coming. Right. I mean, come on, we're women. Mm-hmm. We're, we have, you know, we know everything. No, I'm just kidding. I have a great intuition. And I did not see it coming that day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got snowed in. And so, how, what did it look like? What happened? It looked like it was white as heck outside, and this dude trying <laughs> yeah, to leave in like, his car. It was like, <laughs> where? It was terrible. It, the snow hit so hard. And I was like, dude, this is the day because I've been like making payments on this ring. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and I like, I calculated it like months prior, like mm-hmm. this, that's going to be the day. Okay. You know what I mean? And whenever so you, that, had a, you had a marked on your calendar, you oh to, yeah. Yeah, 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 like I knew it because it was a struggle. Like we were still getting our finances together mm-hmm. and everything, and like I was just you know putting money to the side for that, mm-hmm. and it took it took a while, and whenever that day came, and I looked outside and it was completely <laughs> white. And I have a little Nissan Versa, and we live on the top of this mountain. Mm-hmm. I was like, what am I going to do? Wait, so you had to go get pick up the ring? or what? Yeah, yeah I had to okay. go make the final payment, mm-hmm. and I had to pick it up. And all that was, that day I lied to her. You know? <laughs> yeah. I lied to her. I was like, yeah, I need to move the car because, you know, if I don't move it right now, we're, we're never getting down, which was true. Yeah, it was true. Which yeah. was true, but I... I was going to go do other things too. I told oh her like, yeah, I gotta go to Walmart to get some some snacks and some food to make sure we're good through this, because yeah. <laughs> we don't know how long it's gonna last. But yeah, yeah, I was like, he's been gone for a while, but I didn't really think it was the proposal. And he took Liam when he integrated Liam into it, which made it very special. Of course, we love our home. We love being together as a family. I particularly didn't want him to do it like in the public or I don't we don't like attention so I was very grateful he just did it low-key at home he handed the ring to my son oh my god like that was special Liam's like will you marry my daddy like (laughs) oh my gosh yes yeah it was pretty cool yeah low-key you know can I find this video on your YouTube channel no it's not a video no No. unfortunately it was just i think he just got it it was just like quick like Mm -hmm. yeah i'm sure he was nervous too oh i was extremely nervous that whole time it felt like a huge lump in my throat Mm -hmm. that's beautiful man so y'all got a wedding in september schedule Mm -hmm. um what and you've since changed jobs right so you're no longer working no i'm not with with hawthorne heights anymore i'm doing 
Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still with kids, but I'm at Appalachian Community Services uh-huh. in Macon County, Intense Event Home Team, QP. What are your career goals, and then how has, like, this experience with Samantha and her recovery influenced that? Um, my career goals, I, I think I, I think I'm doing doing that right now. It's just to work with, with kids and mm-hmm. to try to help them develop. Um, and being in the mental health field is something that I really wanted to do after being at Hawthorne Heights. Mm-hmm because I feel like it's way more beneficial to the the people that I'm working with, you know. Make a bigger impact. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like it's more um, specifically, you know, mental health and behavioral stuff that I'm doing. Yeah. What about you, Samantha? <coughs> Um, well, I've been trying hard to get you to join me. I know. I told him right now. I said, ever since I met him, he's just kept saying this thing about school. (laughs) And that is like in the back of my head. That is something that I really want to do. Um, I mean, my goal right now, right in front of me and, you know, a short term goal, I would call it short term, um, is get my CSAC. Um, that looks like four years, you know, I'm in about half a year with that. But if I went to school, it would be a two year. I think you could probably do it in one over there at SEC, one, one to two. They have a uh, substance abuse uh, certificate what? that get instead of the yeah. AA degree. But then, you, then our company pays for the test, so it's like, yeah. So you once get all your clinical hours yeah. over there. Mm-hmm. I know. I think yeah. you can do it in like a year. Yeah. So like you can, after that, you can lead groups and all that. And yeah. yeah. Well, it's, well, you, I, 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 our work, you can you consider a QP status if you have your oh. CSAC. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. actually get a salary. You move, like you. Oh, yeah, that's true. At our, uh, yeah, which is huge for me because, you know, I mean, I've started off at the bottom, like, you know, so I love being a peer. I love sharing my story. I, I help just today. I mean, I sit in front of somebody who's just where I was at. It is very special, and they just look at me and say, this is what I need. I need somebody who understands, and I'm like, this is why I'm here. Like, I understand. Yeah, this yeah. is why I'm here. I was right there. <clears throat> Let me ask you this as, like, parents. Um, how do you plan to educate and share these experiences with Liam when the time is right? Um, well, I mean, even though I have a sister who's 13, so we've, you know, she's, she has seen the struggle and Mm -hmm. she's, she's like, like she saw it, she see, and she's not interested, which makes my heart so happy. It was, it's that easy for her, although she is only 13, but it's really interesting because she remembers, she remembers me going, yeah, like treatment and visiting me and not having me and then having me and then not having me back and Mm -hmm. forth. And it's like really impacted her. Although Liam will not experience that part, um, I mean, what do you do? You know, I mean, he genetically, you know, has that gene. And then we, I just want to, you know, be the best parent we can, you know, not be too much of a helicopter, but understand what where he's at in, in his life. You know, thank goodness Jermaine's working with children. That gives him some education on, you know, how to check in with his feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, Liam and I, we have a great relationship now. He's three going on four. But mm-hmm. I feel it going in the right direction, you know. Yeah. Right. Just making sure he's healthy, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all around, yeah. you know, emotionally, mentally. Yeah. Um, making sure he's in the right environments, you know. Yeah. Gets his education, you know, help him learn about everything. Just steer him in the right direction. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, he's he's like awesome. Our man. dude is awesome. He you, is. You hilarious. met him. Yeah, you're doing yeah. a hell of a job, man. I yeah. seen y'all. Y'all jumped out of the car and. Yeah. And just, <laughs> yeah, he's like a little dude. Yeah. yeah, it's a great man. It's great. Well, I am super privileged to have had this conversation with you, Jermaine. Thank you. You're an awesome cat, bro. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. You're awesome too, dude. Mm-hmm. This. This podcast is gonna go so far. Yeah, I hope so. We totally support. He said, "Man, why is it that everything that I believe in and things that I like, Steve likes too?" I said, like, <laughs> "I knew it. Like uh, I already knew that connection was gonna be great because I just I know what he believes, and I, that's why that's why I'm here." I'll tell you right now that like this recovery always podcast isn't the end of yeah. <laughs> what we plan to do right so right. like i got all kinds of ideas for yeah. like ancillary shows and mm-hmm. other shows like yeah. i can even talk with jamie pendergrass who's a classmate of mine he was on on our memorial day episode about like, like his, <clears throat> his son is like his son works at the little radio station at in franklin yeah mm-hmm. And his son's real passionate about like talk radio and stuff like that and i was like dude let's just mess around like when um when we get our own equipment and we get our little space, let's do like a sports show. Yeah. Like a college Dude, football Saturday so sports cool. show. He loves like a, sports. Yeah, like let's do the sports show once a week or twice a month or just yeah. something to like Yeah. really just like I have these conversations. Like I told yeah. you guys this when we met on yeah. Saturdays. Like I have these like deep, just like intimate conversations with people every single day. Mm-hmm. I just need like a microphone in front of me yeah. to like yeah. – share it with our audience right oh, so, yeah. like, for sure somebody who needs it today there's yeah. somebody it's going to touch this ain't the end of it man we got more shows coming so yeah. before we close out man you know where this is going right you know what i got ne- you know what's oh, next oh no <laughs> i just remember um i'm going to show you guys a couple pictures mm. i snagged two pictures from each right. of your instagrams mm. and i want Instagram. you to yeah, Instagrams. Nice. I'm trying to keep it to Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna um I want you to describe to the listeners first just what the picture what's happening in the picture for those that can't yeah. physically see it. I'm trying to think about the pictures that are on you don't my have Instagram. A whole lot on there. I don't, not, dude. No. But then I I want so I want you to just describe what's taking place in the picture. Yeah. And then I want you to um Tell a little bit of the story behind the picture. Like, what were you guys doing at that time? What was happening? Okay. So the first one, I guess they're both. We'll do Sam first because oh, she's okay. first. So the first one is dated uh, May fifth, so it's kind of recent. May fifth says, "Ever wonder why I am always smiling? Look at what I've been blessed with." Oh. Ready? Oh yeah, that's what? my boy. Let me see yeah. Real quick. Oh yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a picture. <laughs> what's, what's taking place? Right. So this is one day we, on weekends, we were like, what are we going to do this week? And we always want to make it family oriented and something that will entertain Liam. Well, sometimes, Silva, you know, it, there are things to do. I'm not saying there's not things to do. We've just kind of went through them. We're just cruising downtown. We see an event at, uh, po- well, I call it Poteet Park, but it's the gazebo. Uh, there's a name for it right there. Right beside Life. Bridge Park. Bridge Park, yeah. Bridge Park, there's like an event. So we stop in there. It ends up being an event for children. It's really great. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Jermaine is the dude. Like, he always wants to be right there interacting hands-on with Liam. 
and I, I don't know, there was music playing, and they're just dancing together, and I, I catch a picture, and Jermaine's not very big on me taking pictures, but it's like, if I see some moment like that, I've got to get it, because pictures are everything to me, like, long-lasting. I mean, I don't always share them, so, I mean, yeah, I, I just, like, that just, yeah, that's that's my boys. Yeah, so... So yeah. If you see a picture of me on <laughs> Samantha's social media, <laughs> it probably wasn't like something that was approved. <laughs> she just took it and threw it up. Yeah. So yeah, that's usually how it happens. I'm a private person, but like I'm fine with that. All right, Jermaine, you're up, bro. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's see. You ready? That's a good one. It says, "Mama trying to show me how it's done after watching Creed at the theater." Oh yeah. <laughs> What's taking place and so, tell me the story behind this picture. All right. So, like, I, I love taking my mom out whenever I'm in Statesville. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think this uh, weekend, Creed came out. And, you know, Rocky's was always playing in our house um, when I was growing up. And I decided to take her to it. And afterwards, we were playing some of the arcade games. And... Yeah, she thought she could beat me in the basketball game, but, you know. <laughs> and she was, you know, she she really did teach me how to shoot. I had two other, older brothers, but they were, like, you know, a few years older. Yeah. So my mom was actually the one that took the time and, like, showed me how to shoot a basketball. <laughs> she yeah. was like, I showed you how to shoot, you know, trying to show me how it's done. Well, she's showing you in this yeah. picture right here. And she did terrible. Yeah. Oh. Like, like, <laughs> like one for 20. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those little arcade hoops are not the same as yeah. that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> Jermaine's super but we competitive, had a blast. too. So uh-huh. even if she did win, he wouldn't tell you. So that's your yeah. mama shooting hoops in the little arcade yeah, basketball dude. hoop. Yeah, dude. Love her to death. I smashed her, though. Ask him about Battleship. I beat him in Battleship. I saw y'all playing that the other night. <laughs> she posted that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. If it's family, it's there. All right, so who won? She got best out of three. I got best Did out you? of five. Because it's got to keep going. He had to make it keep going. Then I got tired and angry because because my thing messed up. And I'm like, I got cheated. And then, you know, little discrepancies. Yeah. Like, I sank her ship. and <laughs> little discrepancies. You know, she didn't mark it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I forgot. forgot. I forgot. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. It happens. Um, all right, this one says proud moment. This is Samantha's oh, Instagram. Yeah. Proud moment. Yeah. You know There's what this is? <laughs> oh, the fish. Yeah, I smashed Jermaine at catching a fish. He was there that day, right? Mm-hmm. And he got a little tiny. We're at the lake. This is on our houseboat. And um, we have this competition going around. Uh, my stepdad, Jermaine, my 13-year-old sister, Liam, is... Eh. He he has a fake pole, so <laughs> I wouldn't count him. And then me and my mom, some she really don't really jump in much, but um, and Jermaine. She commentates. Yeah, she yeah she does. She's great. Play by play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a big fish. That is huge. I know, right? It's a carp. So, yeah. And we I ate see it. Those big old scales. We ate that. We couldn't quite cook Jermaine. <clears throat> I mean, we did cook Jermaine's, but it fed maybe. <laughs> Dude, when Liam. I hooked that thing, <laughs> oh, it's like. You uh-huh. know, yeah. And then I, <laughs> <laughs> we were like, like "What is it? What this is, is it? bigger than Samantha's?" But whenever we got it, he it was pulled it up. You know, just like that big little fish. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still in that competition. It's a new summer, and well, Jermaine hasn't been down there yet. Yeah, I'm gonna get out there. 
You know your boy loves to fish. I'm just saying. Bro. Oh, for oh, real? Oh yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I grew up in Florida, bass fishing and oh, saltwater yeah. fishing my whole life, dude. Yeah. I love it, dude. Yeah. It's so nice mm-hmm. out there too, man. It's like peaceful. Mm-hmm. Talk about meditating. I'm down. The, oh. the brother love. Oh yeah. The brother love. I Jermaine. remember that picture. We just started dating. I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's taking place? That's the squad right there. Who? Me, Rail, Roan. Uh-huh. Me and my two older brothers. Real yes, sir. Jermaine, yeah. Jerome, and Jarrell. Jerron. Jerron. He's going to kill me. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so this was... My bad. This was... um, I can't remember if this was Christmas or Thanksgiving. December 25th, 2015. Yep. So Christmas, yep. And uh, my mom was like, uh, y'all are all together, you know, get in for this picture. So we had to... I mean, they look so happy to be doing that. They do. Yeah. Who's, ho- who's holding the dumbbell? That's my oldest brother, Jarrell. Uh-huh. Why is he holding that dumbbell? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I saw that little. Uh-huh. But it's always, you know, since we're all, you know, grown now, it's always like, who's the stronger brother? Yeah, yeah, who's yeah. the taller one? Uh-huh. You know, we had a lot of fights growing up. So if we were to fight now, you know. Every time I see b- both of them, I just tussle with them just to let them know what's up. I might be the little brother, but, you know, I'm I'm big now. Love it, bro. Yeah, I love them, man. Love them to death. Jermaine, thanks for coming on. In closing, do you have any words of advice or parting words for somebody who might find themselves in a similar situation as you did um, that – has might not have had directly have the knowledge of you know what recovery looks like that would be getting involved in a relationship like this right Mm because i mean you got you obviously did it the right way right like look at you guys right Mm -hmm. getting married raising a family Mm -hmm. like y'all got a lot going on dude that's something super that's it's super be proud of that dude like that y'all got a lot going on so like what would you say to somebody who might like might uh, be going through that, might be entering into the unknown and making mm-hmm. themselves vulnerable and putting, them in, putting themselves in situations like you described where, like, you know, you have to be able to forgive the other person. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, to meet them where they're at. Like, what, what, what kind of advice would you say? Yeah, um, I'd say to put your all in it. Commit. You know, give it your, give it your all by committing. Give it your all by being compassionate. You know, you have to be empathetic and understanding. And, you know, people that have had a a history of substance abuse, they have a history of trauma, you know. Mm-hmm. So you have to do your research on that and really understand um, what they're going through and meet them there, like you said, and just provide all the love you can all the knowledge you have to know like don't do what i did and not know what to do <laughs> at the worst possible time in y'all's relationship prepare you know? yourself yeah. prepare yourself for the worst and just prepare yourself for the best too so it's pretty much what it is dude that's awesome man mm-hmm. yeah samantha yeah awesome to have you on again yeah i'm very pleased to be here honored it was great thanks jermaine Thank you, man. Yeah. And thank all you guys for listening tonight to NC Raw. 
The NC Raw family would like to thank today's musical contributors, Rival, whose work can be found on Facebook, SoundCloud, and YouTube by searching Rival727, and Roman Braley, aka Sober Bro. His work can be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sober underscore bro. All of our NC Raw content is available by visiting our website, www.ncraw.life. While you're there, be sure to subscribe by dropping your email in the little subscription box so that we can email you exclusive content offers directly into your inbox. And be sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNC Raw. Thanks for tuning in. Good night.